All right, guys, we are live. It's episode 297 of the Shooter's Mindset. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Joining me, Jennifer Seymour. What's going on? Hey, everybody. Greg Cannon's in the house. What's going on, Craig? Hey, everyone. Fresh off of breaking your gun in a match. Got to love that. Love hearing that type of shit, man. Yeah, yeah. That's a, a little yeah. dramatic. But. Yeah, it's it's working. No, it, no, I, it I works for him. It works for him. I mean, the dude... You know, you can go places with shit like this because he breaks scopes, guns, all types of shit at major matches. So if you guys want him to R&D for you, send him some high-end scopes, high-end guns, some maybe some GA precision if you guys are watching. He needs a bolt gun and all tricked out and see that if is, he can break it for you guys. That is the truth. I, at work, I literally have... Um like monstrous tool manufacturers that we get their first line of beta tests to let them know how to properly break them. So I, I am good at that. And if you ever watch me take care of my gear and like work with my guns, like I baby my stuff, like Jen, like chucks her stuff down the stairs, falls on it, throws it in the back of the car, never breaks. I'm like carrying it like a baby, go to adjust the scope. All of a sudden it just comes to pieces. So that's, it's just me. That is not true. I do not throw my stuff. And the falling, the stairs thing was because I was falling too. <laughs> so I'm a klutz. Here we go. We got the match director of King of 0.28 Miles, Brian Autry's in the house. Going on, Brian. How are you guys? Good. Yeah. Sorry for the little beginning. Of, I'm sure there'll be more where this came from, where we talked about gear breakage and stuff like that, and blame each other. I throw out the match. Nothing wrong with that. I've seen. I know. That. I know you've seen your fair share at matches. So, Absolutely. There we go. Um, uh, episode two ninety seven. Thanks for watching, guys. The show sponsors here, GSL Technologies. Uh, check them out for all your suppressor needs. All right, they got everything from twenty two pistol, the tactical community, long range suppressors. Um, if you want to get your question in, uh, we're we're streaming live on the Shooters Mindset Facebook page. Post this up as a podcast, goes on YouTube after this. But if you want to ask your live questions, join us every Tuesday, 9 Eastern, Shooter's Mindset Facebook page. We stream live. You can get your live questions in there, and we'll get them over to the guests throughout the show. All right, the shootersmindset.com, where you can keep up with all the Shooter's Mindset stuff there, uh, blogs, all that stuff over there. Um, but well, let's kick this one off, right? For those unfamiliar with you, Brian, tell us a little bit more about yourself, how you got started in competitive shooting. My name is Brian Autry, obviously. I live here in Minnesota, which is where we put the match on. I have a wonderful wife who actually is the one who made it happen and made it work last year. It wasn't me. It was all her. Otherwise, it would have fell apart. Um, for the most part, I started shooting competitively within pistol. So I started in IDPA about five or six years ago. Uh, that's where I started. And then I went into two gun and three gun. And about two or three years ago, I started precision rifle. And a year and a half ago, I started doing the 22s, which made me really just, I enjoyed that probably the most of all that I shoot at this point in time. But I am a match, match director for IDPA. I help a local club to run in our L22 matches. And then, of course, I put on the King Point Two Eight Miles, which started last year. It's me in a nutshell. There you go. So you, you, it's, it's crazy how you talk to some people who think they get no type of enjoyment out of shooting 22s. Like, oh, man, that doesn't recoil. It doesn't do it for me. But I don't know. I enjoy it. I enjoy shooting 22s in pistol format. 
you know, rifle format. Doesn't, I, I enjoy shooting. It doesn't break the bank, man. I, I don't mm. know. I get that. You've, you've not bought any Lapua. As I was say, my 22 is more expensive than my centerfire at this point. <laughs> no, well, yeah, I don't buy no Lapua, man. I just shoot some CCI mini mags through most of them. That's my, that's my deal. Yeah, it's uh, that's my high end ammo CCI mini mags. If unless I get the Remington Thunderbolt stuff that I have th- dozens of, but that shit is hit or miss. Yeah, my uh, my this bad boy right here is more expensive to shoot than any of my nines. Damn. Yeah. What's twenty two? What's Lapua going for then? What is it? Like a fifty round box? So I'd buy it by the case and pay in between one hundred and twenty and one hundred and forty dollars for five hundred rounds. And you see that accuracy. Obviously, you see that accuracy dif- difference, especially at the ranges you guys are touching. Though it makes that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, at, at fifty yards, um, ten for ten on a quarter inch target with it. If I'm doing my part. There we go, man. See, I learned something on this show, even though I've been doing it for almost 300 episodes. I had no idea that 22. I mean, I knew there were some high in 22, but I didn't know it was like that. So there you go. Um, you guys, speaking of uh, getting to matches and stuff like that, or t- the 22 stuff, you guys came back from a PRS match at K&M this weekend, right, Jen? Yeah. How did you guys do? Uh, it was a good match. It was fun. I shot 6GT for the first time. Um, I had a good match. I did. I maybe didn't play super high, but that like this was a loaded field, like a lot of really good shooters. But I shot well. I was seventy-eight percent of the winner, which I was happy with. So had some good yeah. stages. Had a couple of bad ones, but had some good ones too. So it was good. I was happy with how I shot, especially after not touching a rifle for two months because of COVID. <laughs> There you go. I thought it was going to be a train wreck. Greg, how'd you do? I know we heard it a little bit earlier, but. Yeah, I um, did not do all of the steps of developing a load um, because I was kind of, kind of rushed to do it. Like literally was like sitting there texting Jen. She's like, you know, we've really got to hurry up in these loads. This match is in two weeks. I'm like, it's in what weeks? Um, So yeah, I rushed through that, forgot to do that whole thing where you get the ammo wet and make sure it still works. And would you know it or not, the uh, it was pouring down rain when we when I went to zero and uh, blew a couple of primers and at that point in time just decided to call it quits on that. I got the I got the the Curtis custom action, so it's pretty much indestructible and just a quick little clean out and it was working good, but didn't trust the ammo. So took the old six five barreled action, stuck it on there. Um, was able to bum some ammo made not for my gun from Jen and shot the whole match with that. Um, did not perform the best, but I had some good stages and honestly, it was just so awesome to get out there, squad with awesome people, see everybody. Um, we had an awesome house on the lake to hang out with the guys from Zoom Bait at. Um, it was an amazing weekend. I needed it quite badly. And there you go. So tell me about this process of so what did we learn here and how do we prevent this from happening so what is this that test uh, ammo and what wet what, what how a load you, how less you know powder <laughs> yeah load, load okay. a lot less powder um so basically 
developing a pistol load and developing a centerfire rifle load for precision are opposite. When you're developing a pistol load for like IDPA or USPSA, you want the least amount of powder in it as possible to make it go the minimum speed. Whereas this, you want to put as much powder in it and make it go as fast as you possibly can without overpressurizing the rifle or anything like that. Um, you generate more pressure when the ammo is wet or the chamber is wet or something like that. So at the end of your load development, when you think you found a good node um, where your velocities are real straight, it's a good idea to kind of wet your cases a little bit or, and uh, put them in there and make sure you're not blowing primers or seeing huge pressure signs. And I just literally did not have the time to do that. So tough lesson. I got one or 297 loaded rounds that I've got to pull the bullets out of, dump the powder out of and reload before a match in two weeks. So yeah, kids always, always do that water test. It's, it's really worth it. <laughs> there you go. Or he's got 200 rounds. He's willing to sell you guys of some premium six GT ammo. It's fast y'all. It's real fast. Real fast. Reach out and touch somebody. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, what else we got? Uh, tell us a little bit about the idea about the King of uh, 0.28 miles, where did it come from and how do you go about starting a match or starting the match? Brian, you with us? I think he's frozen. Oh, at the perfect time. <laughs> Either that or he sits he's... really still. Yeah. Man. All right, let's try to get him back in here. Some, I don't know, what can we kill time with here? What can we kill time with here? We talked about the match. Um, oh, oh, he, he gone. He's gone. He'll come back. He gone, gone. He's gone. Any, any live? Yeah, let's do lives. We have lots of live. So, Kevin from GSL said he made it in. Hope y'all are well. Uh, Chris, his last name starts with an H. Not even gonna try it. Said hello. Hi, Chris. <laughs> Dwayne, Bra Dwayne Brabham. What's up, man? How's it going? Uh, Robbie said hello, Greg and Jennifer. Jim Brickner said hi, guys. Ruth said hi, everyone. Oh, and he's back. Perfect. Just in time for a question. Chris wants to know what is the exact distance of the stages at the King of 0.28? They're exactly as they will be set up. <laughs> Somewhere between 100 and 500 yards. There you go. Oh, man. He's one of, he's one of those guys. You can't get nothing. <laughs> no. Nope. Like, last, last year, the, know, match, the matchbook had no yardage in it, and they got it the day of. There you go. You remember everybody's got those SOs or ROs are kind of like really helpful ones. And then you try to pull that with some other ones, especially during a major. And they're like, nah, they're like, they're not going to tell you nothing. It's like, read the stage description type of dude. So it makes sense. They, they, you know, for the majors, it kind of makes sense. But some of them are like that at locals, man. You can't, you can't break them dudes. They follow the rules to a T. Figure it out. Oh, wow. Uh, there you go. We don't we don't give any information. I, I think last year I published the matchbook two days before, so nobody mm -hmm. could practice it. <laughs> there you go. Where did the idea from King point two uh, point two eight miles come from, and how did you go about starting the match? 
So it, it actually originated, we were up at uh, with the local range, Rush Lake, up in New York, Mills, Minnesota, and shooting a 308. We actually had a 308 match. And just talking to individuals going, it would be fun to get the 22s out to distance. Uh, so we, we just, I was thinking about it, checked on how, who would be interested, and decided to put on a match. It, it really was intended to be a fun match, a bunch of people we shoot with on a regular basis, just going up to this range where you can go out to 1,200 yards, obviously not with a 22. Um, well, you can, but it'd have to be a really big target. And decided to put on a match, and it actually grew a little bit more than I thought it would, and now I can't even shoot it, and it was what I wanted to do. <laughs> there you go. Are we still hoisting up the winner and, and putting a crown on his head like the king of – are we are we doing that like the king of two miles, or is that not part of your match? <laughs> it's not part of our match, yeah. We're, we're not quite that big, nor do I have a crown and a, a chariot to carry him around on. You could make a crown out of, like, little 22 brass. My daughter once made a crown out of 308 brass, but it was too heavy. It was like 10 minutes in the heat of the car. Oh, and it just it fell apart. But I bet you if you use like, if you got like a band and like glued it straight to the band instead of trying to hold it all together with the brass so it wasn't self-supporting, you make a crown out of brass and then just get like a garden chair. And... A garden chair, yeah, exactly. Garden chair falling apart. Yeah, yeah exactly. Someone... Make it interesting. Someone... Someone, someone decorate the garden chair, or or something a little bit more sturdy. Ooh, there we Bruce go. said, or she. It can be the queen. Right. There you go. It can be. Send Jennifer up there. There's a very good chance of it. And actually, in in Egypt, they actually call women kings as well. So there is no bias here. There you yeah. go. Jacqueline yeah. shot king at two mile yeah. while she was yeah. pregnant. Yeah, so oh, where's the match located? We need where we need we need it. Greg, are you shooting it or what? Uh, it's a bit of a drive for me. If it was closer, I definitely would. It's you up here, are... It's up in Minnesota, so you're up this way. Time of year is actually not bad. It's not too cold yet. Can anyone mm -hmm. shoot it, or do you have to qualify? Like King of Two Mile, you have to qualify. Do you have to qualify for it? Nope. Anyone in this one can shoot. So we do start the long the the extreme long range portion out at 200 yards. So. As you move back, if you miss the 200, you don't get to shoot three and so forth and so on until everybody's done. So it is kind of a qualification. So I think the way I found your match, I saw this really awesome promo video online. So I'm going to share it with everybody so we know how cool this looks, what we're talking about. If I could find where that button went. Screen share. There we go. We're super professionals here.
Very cool. Uh, yep. Really quick, I do want to give a quick shout out to the individual who made that video. He's a local shooter of mine, or of ours here in Minnesota. It's Michael Olson. He did the entire drone work video and, and all of it. Does a fabulous job. Michael Olson? That's yep. awesome. Nice and done, sir. Yeah. Uh, sign up. Where can somebody? Is it too late to get in the match? Where can we find more info right now? Well, right now, the match hasn't actually opened for registration. It opens June 8th, 5 p.m. Um, the registration is on practice score, and information about the match, as well as the links to all the practice score, can be found within the Camp Point to Eight Mile Facebook page. Uh, this year, we're actually only allowing 60 shooters. Last year we did 48. Uh, it is technically two matches, so it's a long range pistol, rifle match and then the ELR portion. So doing it in a one day is kind of a time constraint. So um, we are allowing 60 this year. Plus we do we did something different this year and opened 12 sponsor spots for brand ambassadors of various companies that have donated and spon and, and sponsored part of the matches through either rifle raffle or price table donations. Very sweet. So there's like also a big charity portion to this match, right? Tell us about that. Like what charity is this benefiting? Yeah, so this year I decided to do something slightly different for the match um, and partner with a nonprofit to raise funds for them. It's actually called Soldiers 6, which is a local Minnesota nonprofit that uh, actually donates canines, PTSD service dogs to men and women, women of either the military, police, firefighters, EMTs, 911 dispatchers. So it, it's something that I, I'm a former firefighter and a paramedic, so it's very close to my, my heart, what I used to do. Plus we have some a local shooter who hopefully will be benefiting from the services soon. So I wanted to do something and actually give back to this match. So that's awesome. Sex. That's really awesome. And mm -hmm. as part of the match, myself and my wife are actually, we have a donation where people who can't make the match or just want to donate, which is, of course, on my Facebook as well. Me and my wife are donating the first $1,000 of, or matching the first $1,000 of donations that we receive. Dang. So, cool. quick social media. You mentioned some of it. What is the social media for those who want to follow it? It is King of Point Two Eight Miles, and the point is spelled out P O I, P O I N T, two eight, and it's miles. And of course, we have an Instagram page as well. All right, so go check it out. Follow if you want to donate to that charity, get involved in the match anyway. I'm sure you can reach out to them on social media or the sources. Uh, live, we have a couple. What do we got? Let's see. <gasps> Guys, y'all are not going to believe this. P. Winky said hi to me. <laughs> did he say wow. hi to me before, Jen? He did. I win. I won tonight's nice. show. Also, he said like 9,000 things to Jen. Um, he said hi. Hi, Prentice. Yes, if he saw this. I saw it. I also you heard you on the phone the other day while I was at the match. Oh, and we were falling out of the back of the... When, was that the time we were dragging hay behind the truck? No, yes. that was the other... Yes, it was? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it was right before we picked up hay and drug him behind the truck. 
Um, he wants to know if you think that Jeremy Swanee wears should wear overalls. I think Swanee should wear his Swanee jersey because it's so Swanee-ish. Yeah. Let's see. Um, he also says that he knows you, and uh, he wants to know why you're looking at your phone so much. Because I have to look at the comments, Prentice. <sighs> okay, I'm done. All right, Otherwise, I wouldn't see all your shout-outs. <laughs> yeah, right? All right. Um, 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 all right, back to everything else. Good. No, there, there's more in here. Um, let's see. Sam wants to know, Jen, do you know anything more about Chase Curtis's new 22 conversion? Have you heard anything else about that? Um, I heard that it might be June. COVID might have had a little impact on, you know, small businesses. So I think that that might be coming soon. Sweet. Stupid COVID. I mean, June is like in three days from now, right? Four. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't even know what month it is. Five days from now, so expected June first. No, I'm kidding. I don't know, but somewhere in June, maybe. Let's see. Uh, Michael Olson says he can't wait to make a new match video, and we're looking forward to that. Um, 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 um. Are there any special qualifications needed to be an RSO at your match? Do you need RSOs? We do need RSOs, and so this year I actually. We have t-shirts being donated to the ROs for the match, as well as the ROs will also get to participate in the Cold War Acting Shot Challenge, as well as the ELR portion. So we do need ROs. Um, qualifications, if you can watch for impacts, make sure people are safe with a gun and run a timer. Um, that's about all we need. We do stage walkthroughs beforehand, and I make sure everybody understands what the stages are about, what is and is not allowed. Um, and of course, I wander to make sure everybody's okay through the whole process. Yeah, if you if you've never RO'd a match before, it's it's a pretty fun time, and it's free. And apparently, you get to shoot at this one too, which makes it even more awesome. You get to shoot, you get to participate in the prize table, and you get fed, so all for free, and you get a T-shirt out of the deal. Sounds good to me. Um, so if someone's interested in ROing, should they just message the King of Point 28 Mile Facebook page or shoot you an email or what? They can message the King of Point 28. Otherwise, there will also be a registration that opens at the same time specific for ROs. So if they're interested, the link to that practice or registration is online. On awesome. There we go. All right, I think we got some discounts here. Gonna. Uh, for some companies who support the Shooters Mindset Show or, or us as shooters, Jen, you usually start off with, with this. What do you got? Yep. So you can get uh, 10% off at carbonarms.us on Carbon Arms shotgun shell caddies and ratchet belts and all that good stuff. You can also get 10% off at Under Industries um, on jerseys, hoodies, arm sleeves, which were very helpful this weekend whenever we had to shoot off of a deuce that was like hot as blazes on people's arms. So everybody was pulling out needing arm sleeves. Um, so under industries can do them for you with your sponsors on them or whatever you want. Um, so check them out. If you go to the under industries, Facebook page, you can uh, mention us to Chris and then you'll get 10% off. And there you go, Greg, what do you got? I got the code mindset 10 in all caps. It'll save you 10% off on 
on all phone scope products. So if you're trying to uh, make a super awesome video or just record your practice sessions or anything like that, um, definitely check them out. Also the uh, May 2020 promo for GSL suppressors. If you purchase any GSL technology suppressor from SJ Solutions in the month of May, you receive a free uh, single color Cerakote job. If you have any questions on that, just shoot one of us a message and we'll send you over the flyer. Um, or you can email info at sjsolutionsllc.com. There you go. got a couple on my end. Then, Brian, we'll go to you if you have any on the fly, ones that you know of. Uh, the folks over at Terran Tactical Innovations, TSM10, save you 10% off uh, all their parts over there. Okay, that does not include gunsmithing work, just their parts, TSM10, 10% off, terrantacticalinnovations.com. umtactical.com, TSM10, save you 10% off there. They got a lot of holsters, a lot of AR-15 parts, stuff like that. TSM-10, save you 10% off over there. Uh, Brian, anything on your end as far as discount codes right now? I, I don't currently have any discount codes. Doesn't, don't have any. How about sponsors for the match? Who well, is in and how do we sponsor? So that is, that's a long list, which I will try to go through here quickly. Um, from a sponsor perspective, and these are the ones that I actually have. Uh, Said yes at this point. I've actually had conversations with many people and continue to have conversations. So this this probably will grow. If anybody is interested in sponsoring uh, any portion of the match, whether that's um, to the prize table or an item to our raffle, because we are doing raffle for the charity portion, uh, you can contact me either through the Facebook page or via Messenger. I can also give an email address out. Um, it is king of point two eight miles at gmail.com. So you can email me as well. Uh, but from a list of sponsors, and I'll do this quickly so I don't take too much of the time because there's at least 40 to 50 of them at this point in time. Um, but we have... That's yeah. awesome. So we have Cutting Edge Bullets, Federal uh, Ammunition, Shooters Ready Apparel, which is the company that donated the RO t-shirts. Uh, we have Armageddon Gear, Coltac, Tab Gear, Warhurst Development, WeBad, and I am reading this, so if you can see my eyes, I apologize. Kestrel... <laughs> Bartland Barrels, Hawk Hill Custom, Lilja, Proof Research, Sheelan Barrels, some local retailers, DST Precision, Troy Tyson, I believe you guys have had him on your show before, uh, Precision Rifle yeah. Division, and Dave Fulte, you guys may know him, and then Soda Coatings, we have Gray Ops, Haw Hawkins Precision, Long Range Arms, Weiser Precision, Yao Tech, Storm Tactical, uh, B&T Industries, the Atlas Bipods, Athlon Optics, Bushnell, U.S. Optics, Vortex, Energy Outdoors, Phone Scope, Short Action Precision, the Maple Six Farm, which is a maple syrup company out of Vermont, uh, Vorkerson. Like, like seeing people sponsor who's not really, you know, outside of the industry sponsors. Love those. Hold on. Yeah. Me and Jen have a new word. We learned it. it. You all remember it. Non-endemic sponsorships. I'm impressed. Which means sponsorships from outside of the, oh gosh, let me Google and get back to you. But that basically means outside sponsorships. We had a long talk. with Basically outside of the industry that you're sponsoring. So an outside sponsor, an outside company sponsoring something that's not in the industry. So a non-gun industry sponsor mm -hmm. like Zoom. Yes, yes, Zoom 8 company. Sponsors who of sponsors the AG Cup 
and they were nice enough to um, put us up in their Airbnb this past weekend. It was great. We appreciate it greatly. They fed us well. I feel certain I gained about 10 pounds from that steak, but it was awesome. Um, but check them out, Zoom Bait Company. They're not a gun industry um, company, but they're very supportive of the shooting sports. So, you know, If you know anything, if you I don't care if you're just a backyard fisherman, you know Zoom Baits. Mm -hmm. I mean, Literally sold everywhere. And really just great guys. I mean. Walmart, you can find them. They're everywhere. Zoom it was a family. It was a family business, and um, Eddie is just a great guy that owns it. So, yeah. Yeah. It was awesome hanging out, out with him over the weekend. We figured we'd give you a break from your list. All right. No, I just I, the, you you cut me off right before some of the the major ones that I also don't want to forget. So I have to make sure I get back to it. That's right. We have, we have Savage Tika and Beretta, uh, Voodoo Gunworks, Zermod Arms, D and M Targets, Accurate Rifle Systems, Foundation Stocks, Grabo Stocks, Manners Stocks, Alex Pro Firearms, Vix and Andy USA slash Bullet Central, and Timney Triggers. Oh, there we go. Now, as a match director and shooting some of my pistol matches back in the day, I've heard some complaints. All right. from So you obviously have a tall list of sponsors there. How do you promote those sponsors throughout the match as a match director? Are we putting them in match booklets? Signs are going up everywhere. Like, what are, what are we doing for those guys? So we – if you sponsored it, we'll obviously there's a social media and I, and I try and push those as hard as possible, but then we do banners, whether it's on a stage, whether it's just in the general common area, the, every sponsor does go in the matchbook, regardless of size. Um, obviously we do some sorting from a size perspective. If you're, if you've done some large contributions, you get in the front and, and smaller ones in the back, but everybody right. gets in there. And then of course with the right. video, we also did a video. I, I put out a video from, uh, some of the footage that Mike Olson put out and we actually did a sponsorship video at the end of the year as well, which listed all of them for nice. all the companies. So, right. Try, yeah. That's right. Try to do as much as we can for them because they're the ones that support the industry and continue to bring people into the matches. So there you go. Yeah. How many people are in this match you said again, I think you said it earlier. Was it how many well, are participating? 60 participant, 12 shooters that are sponsors, and then, of course, the ROs get to, so we'll have about 20 ROs. And I'm assuming that prize table is pretty stout. The, it was – last year was amazing, and then it's getting there this year as well. Uh, we do do a random prize table, so regardless of what place you finish, you get the equal chance to walk the prize table. This year we're also doing raffles. Uh, ROs got to participate, so we also do special things for ROs. So they had their own last year. They somebody got a 223 upper from Alex Pro Firearms as an RO. So there you go. If you really look at the numbers, it looks like everybody's walking away with something. Oh, uh, <laughs> it, 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 multiple things. If you compare the numbers of shooters in the match towards the number of sponsors and what they probably contributed, because I know not per sponsor is not doting one one item. It's probably you know, multiple items, dozen items or whatever it is. So there's a lot of opening there. Yeah. Last year, everybody got at least the match feedback in prizes and ever, including the ROs walking the table. So there's something for everyone. There you go. Win-win. In some people's eyes, at least nobody wants to be 
do horrible and still walk away with, with some things, but you know, you want to do good and still walk away. But I already peeped the number. That's why how many shooters in the match. And then I looked at the sponsors. I'm like, Oh, that's a good, that's a good prize table. That's a good walk. Mm-hmm. So, so what's everyone's thoughts on, on random versus uh, ordered prize tables? What about you, Jen? It's a, uh, said we talked about this before it's kind of deep it cuts deep to some folks i feel like i don't 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 like participation trophies i feel like the winner should win i mean it's a contest it's not a shooting exhibition it's a shooting competition i feel like if you win you should get the big prize so first place if you come in last i don't think you should whine about it i think you should go home and practice ouch there you go is that what i'm supposed to do when i come in last (laughs) pick up your i keep doing it i just think we're in such a like (sighs) don't get me started on my so with 22 22, i'm i'm kind of fine with a random and 22 I don't. I don't know. I, I guess if someone can argue that, hey, I'm competing just as hard in 22 as I do in PRS or whatever, or in a pistol match. But I, I well, view, then why keep score? Right. And I, but I kind of view, uh, I don't know, rim fire or 22 matches as, and some people might say, what? I I love it. Right, but it's more of like an entry game. Young kids getting into it. Random well, prize tables. Put it this final. way: a lot of PRS matches there are prizes that are given to a deserving junior or somebody whose gun broke during the match and somebody comes up and gives them things that they need. There's a lot of that done, but the winners are rewarded. So that's just my opinion. I don't know. Everybody has opinions. Uh, What do you got, Greg? Last Hmm. place gets first prize on a table, baby, because he got his name drawn. I don't know. I, I see both sides of it. Like, it's really cool to watch, like, a 12-year-old going, you know, who's shooting a Savage Mark II with a pencil barrel on it or something, um, go up and pull, you know, pull a rifle off the table. But then also, it's I, I like, you know, if I did twice as good at this match, you know, if I finished, you know, if I finished 50% at one match and then finished at 25% the next match, I'd like to be rewarded more for it. Um, so I, I see both sides of it. Right. So I guess what we can do, what's the, well, you're never going to make everybody happy. That's number one. We know that. But what if, what if you did like top 20 walks and then the rest is random? I know matches have probably done that, but does that make sense? Or does that still piss people off? Top 20 walk in the order they should, they won. So, one through 20 walks it. And it obviously depends on the sponsorship table shit. Who knows? It might be one of those matches where there ain't nothing left after 20 people walked it. Um, but give or take, you make the numbers like that. And then the rest is random. Everybody gets an equal shot. I've kind of solved that slightly because most of the prizes, and especially the bigger prizes, will be raffled because it's the not for, we're, we're raising money for the not-for-profit. So many of the sponsors have donated for and everybody can either choose to or not choose to donate to the raffle and there'll be a set number. So somebody can't come in and give, well, they can if they want to, but give me a thousand dollars and then buy a hundred, 200 tickets and then have the chance to walk first. But 
we're doing a lot of raffle for this one so that it's really you want to donate you get tickets and then you get to you'll have your name drawn at that point in time guardian does that too they do the same it's raffle but it's called a raffle it's not called the you know what i mean like yeah. To me, if you're going to call it a prize table, it's a prize table. But if you're going to say it's a, we're going to have a random draw or a raffle or whatever that's totally separate from the match, that's cool and that's different. But if you're going to call it the prize table, then I feel like it should be in order. And, and, Fine. and we've combined Fair. it. We've combined it. So there will be a prize table. And, and part of it was trying to make sure the match was affordable. People could still do it. But if they wanted to do it, they could. So there will be a prize table, um, but it will be done after the raffle. So we're kind of. Uh, going on both sides so if somebody doesn't want to or they don't have the funds to donate additional they can still walk away with something is what our hope is well, yeah we know idpa is all random everyone that i've been to was from nationals to uh like a tier two major it's all random and then they have some raffles like i mean you might win a glock or you might win something in a raffle that's additional to the prize table slash raffle however you want to word it in that game so um uh it's one of those things you're never going to please everybody with how that's done because everybody has a strong opinion versus on both sides of that yep let's hit a couple yeah let's hit a couple live real quick uh ruth said dst precision and troy is such a great advocate for the sport and also that the maple fix farm is amazing she won that prize last year and ran out last month so she needs to win more this year um, they're also fellow shooters up in up in the Vermont area, so they shoot twenty two as well. That's awesome. Um, Wayne has a question. He wants to know what a good mid range twenty two rifle would be, and a high end twenty would be in your mind. And uh, for your matches, what distances, which we covered earlier, would we say a hundred to five hundred yards? Yeah. So the match itself is a hundred to three hundred, and then the ELR goes two hundred to five hundred. Unless somebody can hit the five hundred, then we'll try and go further, but last year we didn't um mid-range from my perspective you have a lot of good companies out there you have the tikas your cz's um even rprs people people have beaten me with an rpr so and and i don't i shoot a voodoo but from the higher end again there's the voodoo i know curtis is coming out with one i've i don't know if anybody's i i should say i know of somebody who had a demo and it, it worked flawlessly and was accurate and of course they're mod arms so those would be your main ones, um, but you can be competitive. It's usually the shooter, not the rifle, that causes people the problems. Ten twenty-two with a good optic. Competitive. Oh, what do you think? Oh yeah, third place last year was a ten twenty-two. So even a ten twenty-two, I forget about those, even though I have them. But uh, yeah, third place was taken with a ten twenty-two last year. Say so my my first NRL twenty-two that I ran, somebody won it with a ten twenty-two. Um, lots of people saying you did an awesome job with the prize table last year. Um, it helps when you have something for everybody. Yeah. It's like, geez, I never win nothing in a raffle. You always got those folks. What do you got? Anything else? Um, lots of opinions on both sides of the uh, prize table. Mm -hmm. um let's see what do we have here swanee said no you walk in order side prizes are given to the youth ro's and such 
Um, Chris says he loves the random raffle. Um, it's a great way for the shooters and the sponsors to uh, bond. Swanny uh, said companies like him choose to do raffles to, to help the other people or giveaways for the other people. And pe lots of people asking about trophies. I want to know if you have cool pictures of the trophies yet. Uh, not for this year and last year's I, I won't show them unfortunately they um when I made them last year I was not thinking but it was a 22 bullet size and then a first and a second that looked next to them so if you can imagine what that looks like in a trophy um, <laughs> yes <laughs> so if, if you want to I can post pictures up on the Facebook but uh that was an interesting trophy last year but no i do not have those yet we're working on them with uh dnm targets will be making them for me this year so. awesome there we go good on the live mm -hmm. yeah i i totally agree with jen though on like you should walk at the order you shot it all right i just a disagreement was on the 22 match and a match of this and i some might say i'm totally wrong and you treat all matches as equal um but if i complain that i didn't walk then get better, suck less, all right? And you'll get a chance to walk. So there it is on that, not to beat that horse. Um, what else we got here? Um, what are some of the most re rewarding things about being a match director? All the work that it takes to put it in, put it on. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> really, really, for me, it's, it's I wanted to see people have enjoyment they walk away with a smile they enjoy doing it they want to come back last year's was really a uh a trial i had no intentions of doing it every year and after the match everybody told me i had to so also with kids doing the 22 it, it's probably one of the funnest things to watch a kid with a smile on his face hitting the deal at 100 yards and he's never done it before yeah so it, it's it's really just the enjoyment of of people having a good time yeah i would agree i had a feeling that was going to be the answer just people enjoying your match right yeah and all the work all the hard work pays off all yeah. right that that's what i was thinking yeah i'd agree with that after i after i ran my first match this is for for you youngsters this is back in the day when men used to reach hands out and grab each other's and grip and move your arms up and down we called that shaking hands for those of you that aren't familiar with the concept since it's been so long since it was a thing um like this was in december um but it was just really cool to you know bust my butt getting everything set set as perfect as i can and i had the most amazing group of my best friends helping me um do it it wouldn't have been possible without them uh jen came out and helped and then grant and turner came out and no way i could have done it without them i would have lost my dang mind but um, pretty much every shooter at some point in time during the match came up to me and said, this is the most fun thing ever. You know, I'm buying a new gun. I'm going to be at every match. Um, you know, hey, can I make NRL 22 Nationals? What I got to do to do that? Um, so it's just really cool, you know, being the one facilitating all of these people having such a great time. I loved at the 22 match that uh, there was a teenager. Uh, that... Any gear restriction? It was a really awkward lag there. <laughs> I'll let you go, Jen. I'll wait to answer your question. Oh, uh, I was like, am I muted? Maybe I'm muted. Um, no, at the lag. 22 match, there was a, um, 
there was a, I think it was like 16 or 17 year old. And there was one stage, wasn't it like a quarter inch target at a hundred yards or something? Mm. It was a shooter's choice. Right. But how where, small was the small one? I want to say it was a three inch, a two inch and a one inch. Maybe a one inch at a hundred or something. And uh, so it was shooter's choice and everybody was like playing it safe and going for the two inch one. Cause everybody knew they could get the two inch and this, the 16 or 17 year old that just showed up to watch and we talked into shooting with our, you know, a borrowed gun he'd never shot before. We're like, Oh, come on, I'm going to help you. You'll get, you know, I'll help you all along the way. You'll have a great time. Everybody else is like, yeah, I'm going to go for the two inch. He's like one inch. He lays down there and he just wanted to hit that one inch and he hit it and he didn't care about anything else. The rest of the match, he hit that one, but he was so excited that he did that. So mm -hmm. I know what you mean about the excitement of watching people hit at dis at, and that's not that far, but it was a small, it was a hard target. And he was so excited that he hit that. He didn't even care about anything else. It was just so fun to see that. Yeah. It was like 15 minutes before the match started. I was like, here's my gun. Um, here's Jen. She knows how to shoot. She's going to show you real quick. And uh, I'm going to go finish taking money. Yeah. There you go. Any uh, gear restrictions in this match, and are tripods allowed? Yeah, so last year, most of the stages were just a bag. A bag and bipod. Um, that's just a personal thing. I like to challenge people, and it makes it somewhat more difficult. So last year, there were no tripods allowed. This year, it probably won't be either. However, we do, uh, working with two vets sporting goods, we're, we're looking to put a tripod on one of the stages and as a side match again raising money for nonprofits, uh, you pay to shoot that side stage, and then the winner of that stage will actually get that tripod. So we'll get everybody a chance to shoot a tripod and actually see how well they work. Um, so that'll be something different this year for those that don't shoot, because tripods aren't typically used, especially with an Arrow 22. Much of the ring fire, you don't see a tripod out there at all. So it'll be something different for most people. Hey, doesn't my rimfire look so good on my tripod? It does. And that's pretty much the only time it actually goes on there is uh, during the yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> sorry, dying. Um, got a couple live ones. Um, Wayne wants to know if you've ever had a sponsor dictate who would get the prize. It's like if someone say, hey, here's a prize for the high lady or the top junior. Absolutely. And, and we'll... Well, I prefer to, if, if a sponsor wants to dictate, we'll, we'll absolutely honor it. Last year, I think it was Bushnell said the 24th place gets this scope. <laughs> um, randomly picked the number. And then also we've had uh, like Warhorse Development gives a bag to the top kid. So whatever they want, we'll actually honor. Um, it's about them, not me. So I just put it on. I don't get to shoot it. <laughs> That's really cool. Those, those are always fun prizes, especially when they're a surprise and it's like, you know, top junior here, have, have a gun or, you know, like Gat Grind last year. Didn't they do the last place shooter got a rifle? Jen, did he know that? I'm, I'm trying last to remember. Place? Was that last? Yeah, I think that was I last hope year. They don't. I hope they didn't. I hope everybody didn't know that because people were striving for last. No. So here's the thing: they did. Like at they the, the shooters it meeting, it was like, right. "Hey, last oh, last place believe. shooter is gonna is gonna walk away with a rifle." It was the seventh from last place shooter or something like that that still stuck around for the prize table. 
after being told if you come in last, you're going to get a rifle. People, like it was somewhere between five and seven people that just weren't there for it. Yeah. I think they did it at the brawl this year too. The NRL brawl, the NRL brawl down at Rifles Only, where it was a deserving person got the rifle. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So do you guys have any live that uh that popped in there? Uh, no, that's about all I got right now. All right. Any any super cool stages? Like yeah, a so, stage gun or anything like that? Yeah, so we're actually we're looking to have a, two different side stages. The one was a tripod, and then we're also doing one uh, for steel. So DM Targets is donating. I don't know if you've ever seen the big uniform target or unicorn target that people shoot. Uh, at other matches for center fire or whatnot, but they're donating steel, both puzzle pieces and a unicorn for one of the side stages. So again, uh, it's, it's more of a side side stage. And then we're actually going to have a stage where everybody gets to shoot the same rifle, rifle, not theirs, uh, and it will be my barreled action. But it will sit in a chassis from Accurate Rifle System as well as a Bushnell scope on it. And those two will also be given away as random uh, gifts at the end of the match. So there's two stages where the, the winners get to come go home with either a, a tripod or steel, and then they'll also get to use and try some vendor products on one of the stages. So go. it should be fun. Yeah, we got a couple more live that came in. You're on mute, Greg. Good. I'm on mute. I was so proud of myself for making it through shout-outs without that or Discount Corner without doing that. Um, <laughs> Brian, Chris wants to know what kind of training you'd recommend to prepare for the match. It's really just get out and try. So a lot of it was prone just because of the distance and the size of target. So if you have an accurate gun and can shoot somewhere 100 to 300, but then just practice getting into some positions, again, whether it's a barricade, the tank trap, that kind of stuff. It's really about getting in and out of position and making sure you have an accurate rifle. It's 22, so you can't load them. There's no load development. There's no anything like that. There's a lot of testing because there's a ton of it, but that's really about the extent. And then the ELR portion is, again, if you don't know your rifle, get out and shoot at distance if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, if you happen to miss 200, just from a safety perspective, we won't let you shoot three and so forth and so on. But if you can hit 200 it's 12 by 12 plate it's not very big um you can participate we had, you can awesome. see in the, the video there was uh what was he i think he was nine maybe 10 last year who shot the entire match um youngest guy at the match both the lr and the standard match side so that's awesome and then dry dry fire is always a valuable training um when i first started off dry firing i'd put targets up back behind my backyard at true distance and they wouldn't be real targets you know they'd be pieces of cardboard or like plastic corrugated signs um and you know you could put those out there and practice different positions stuff like that but you can also be real fancy like jen there what, what you got behind you there my idts system i love it the indoor dry fire training system so i don't you can't really see it on here but it has little teeny tiny little targets and then this little key down here tells you what moa each target is and so you can stand 12 feet from this 
because I don't have a big backyard like he has. So I can stand 12 feet from this in my garage or in my house. And there's an adapter that goes on the end of the scope, which I don't have It's downstairs right now, but it, it basically has a little hole so that your field of view is narrowed. And so you can use your scope at high power. That's it's awesome. awesome. And you and can see the little tiny targets in dry fire. I have one of those also. There's just no room for it in my little office. But if you're looking for one of those and, and you're in the States, uh, Swanee's Comp Gear is the place to pick one of those up stateside. And then you can get it straight from IDTS in Canada. Um, it really is an awesome thing. What uh, What's your average target size or what's your smallest target size at the range, right the match? Well, last year we did the AccuShot Challenge at 83 yards with a 22, which doesn't seem hard. That seems hard. <laughs> 83 yards really isn't that far but uh they're really tiny we, we i try to keep them about two moa however i believe that rat that shot was shot at 300 yards was three inches wide so it was about a one moa wide target so it varies um we have to also have hostage targets and I, I have a whole bunch of new ones this year so it should be interesting that's awesome yeah, when you see – how does a 22 react kind of like at that distance? I mean, is it just like any other round, or does it have like a severe drop, or is there like just like a what, – what's happening to a 22 at 300 yards plus? So go back and watch that video. Um, I'm not sure how well it came across on Zoom. And, guys, if you're watching and you want to see it closer, type in King of Point 28 Miles on YouTube. That's where I found it. Um, you can actually see the bullet in some of those videos. And the bullet is doing this down into some of the targets. You know, so your what? drop at 300 yards with the 22 is pretty similar to a center fire at like a thousand, twelve hundred yards. Yeah, they say it's about four times. So if you take a 22 and multiply it by four, that's about the drop of a center fire. So I believe I I need 26, no, 22 MOA or mils. Sorry, I don't shoot MOA. 22 mils to hit 400 yards with the 22 so it's it's an arc and then of course the wind even at 100 yards will push a two mile an hour wind will push a 22 at 100 yards a good three to four inches to the right so it it, it really affects it there you go man good stuff there um i think we're i think we're good to wrap up i know Jen shot 6GT with her GSL technology suppressor, which I saw in the photos. So that can obviously, she was using for 6.5, which also works with 6GT and a couple other six millimeter uh, projectiles, right? So how'd that run? Any issues Did you have to totally, obviously you had to re-zero different caliber, but any other thing as far as running that suppressor during a match? No issues at all. And in order to fit it in my gun case, I have to take the suppressor off and then put it back on the next morning and everything zeroes. First, first stage of the second day, I had a little issue with, I thought my dope was off, but I went back and it was zeroed perfectly. It was still, it was just a light refraction issue, but yeah, held it zero. Great. It was great. GT mag is that one that's the model on that one right that is that one yep the GT yeah mag. so you gotta you gotta be careful with uh, GSL technologies I know the GT mag is on there but they have a boatload of suppressors that's not, not even on the website like sometimes it just surprises me like I don't see this on there it's like what we were like the first ones to make one of those I'm like where is it it's not on the web website 
So definitely contact them. If you don't see a suppressor, I know five, seven by 28, a uh, fancy little round. Um, like that's not even on there. Okay. And they make a dedicated five, seven can. All right. For your P nineties and your CMMG Banshees or your, there's ton, it's like more manufacturers are coming up with that round, the new Ruger five, seven pistol. Yeah. Yeah. They have suppressors on there. Check them out. Uh, I know Greg's been waiting on a 22 can for who knows how long now, but eventually I think he'll finally get one. I can't wait. Like, look, look at how short and stubby it looks over here. Like I need, yeah, a, you need this to, is so hard to do. Yeah. You need, you need to, you need to see something on there, man. And they're, they're silly quiet. I know. And especially in a bolt action, mm -hmm. I can imagine because you, you can hear the action come back on my 1022. You can hear what you're hearing is the action essentially. So with a bolt gun, there's probably nothing there mm -mm. at all. It's, it's, you know, I know the term silencer isn't a real word, but on a 22, it's damn yeah. close. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like a, like a mouse fart mm -hmm. is maybe, maybe a little too loud for that. All right. I think we killed enough time here. <laughs> uh, unless we've got any more live. Uh, we're going to wrap this one up. What do we got? Really quick, I do want to do one other thing, and of course, for my sponsors, but we will have a rifle build that will be raffled off at our match with a barreled action being donated by Voodoo, a stock being donated by Manners, and a trigger being donated, their hit trigger from Timney. So Sweet. we will have a full rifle build either in the stock, the trigger, or a cert so you get to get whatever uh, barrel profile and length you want. That's awesome. Very sweet. Very, very sweet. Can I'm we jealous. get in? Can we get we go. some of these raffles? I think we're wind, down, wind this one down here. Do you have to be present to win any of these raffles? <laughs> yes, you do have to be present to win the raffles. <laughs> See, I need to win the raffle because I don't even have a twenty-two rifle. You got a twenty-two can. I have a twenty-two can that's in jail, but I don't have a twenty-two rifle yet, so. Well, I go to matches and have to borrow off of everybody. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you can get into a pretty, pretty nice little setup for the, for not. I mean, you can get Greg into like finally, a savage. Greg finally beat me with his rifle because you know the time before I beat him with his rifle. Adley. Yeah. There you go. All right, I think we can wind this one down here to shoutouts. Greg, you want to start us off with those? Yeah. So. Again, Zoombait Company for housing team TSM over the weekend. Uh, shooters and Sharpshooters of Augusta, our local range is here. They're still open. They got ammo. Um, so check them out. PDC Custom for an absolutely beautiful beautiful rimfire chassis or centerfire chassis. They're available in lime green or normal human colors. Um, NDZ Performance to build a really sweet Gucci Glock. Phone Scope, we talked about those before. Uh, shooters World Prop Propellant, there's still no powder shortage with them. Hunter's HD Gold. I wore mine all weekend long um, and saw every time I missed the target. Uh, Bortec, just really awesome cleaning equipment that we used Thursday night in the fancy Airbnb to get rifles cleaned before the match. Um, GSL, uh, it was much more pleasant zeroing next to Jen shooting a can than with her loud break. And uh, that's all I got. There it is. Um, speaking, I know 
a side note here. I know we're talking a little bit about Zoom baits. I actually tried to do this. I had it in, it was an idea in my head and I started the fisherman's mindset Facebook. All right. There is, there is such thing called the fisherman's mindset. I run that page. Haven't really posted to it. I got super into fishing. I was thinking about doing this show concept with fishing companies. So Zoom baits, like top, top fishermen, all those type of deals. Just never kind of, I don't know if I can handle both at one time. So I spun the idea, kind of started social media things and it never came about. Um, I know there's people who do that. Uh, it's kind of similar uh, to the idea that I had, but yeah. So if you care, I know it's been pretty stagnant, but the fisherman's mindset is a legit Facebook page for a fishing stuff <laughs> that, that I put up, that I put up, that I have. So uh, Jen, what do you got for shout outs? Shout outs to Prime Ammunition, McMillan Stocks, Night Force Optics, GSL Suppressors, HD Gold, Bortec, Warren Scope Mounts and Bipods, Under Industries, Shooters of Augusta and Sharpshooters of Augusta. And I want to shout out Wee Bad because this is the most awesome bag ever. I used it the entire weekend. Like it's like the only bag I used. I didn't have 50 bags. I just like had this. Yeah. Fortune awesome. cookie, right? It's a it's a mini whiskey Charlie fortune cookie. It's like really heavy with sand and it has the little gripper and nice. I just had a last minute question here come in. Best can for a voodoo V twenty two with a eighteen inch proof barrel on it. I mean I don't see why the GSL Woodland wouldn't work on that setup awesomely, but I don't know if you guys have any opinion on what can you would recommend for his setup. I'd go with the Woodland just because it's uh, it's their quietest can that they have. It's quieter than pretty much any other can out there on the market, or you know they're they're around the same, and it's super freaking light, super light, self serviceable. So you can all most twenty two cans you can clean them, take them apart, and clean them. Not all, but most of them that I've seen you can. You can do that with the GSL can. So I don't know. I've, and then again, I really only shoot GSL suppressors, so I got a little bias there. Uh, Brian, anything as far as suppressors that you you think for them? There's a lot that would be good. Um, yeah. I don't actually run one. I've, I did actually test in between a break, a suppressor, and a straight barrel. And with my gun, my ammo, the barrel alone was actually better than the other two. So I... I mean, you, you can't go wrong with any of the suppressors out there from the 22 suppressors, your well-known company. So it's. Yeah, there you go. Uh, shout outs, Brian, you have any? Not any more than I already did at this point, other than my wife, who definitely without her is this match wouldn't be what it was. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So shout out to the wives. Um, shout outs on my end. Uh, subscribe to the channel. If you're watching on the YouTube side of things, yellow subscribe button. Every Tuesday, 9 Eastern, new episode of The Shooter's Mindset featuring another great guest. Uh, folks over at Tandem Cross, so we talked a lot about uh, 22 shooting. They have a lot of accessories for your 22 style pistols, Ruger 1022s, that type of stuff. You can check them out at tandemcross.com. If you want to email me, theshootersmindset at gmail.com is a good way to do that. Definitely thanks to Brian, and that'll do it for episode 297, Other Shooters Mindset. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. We'll see you on the Thanks next everybody. one.